hello hello my friends how have you been welcome back welcome back to pathfinder oi episode 19 we're approaching episode 20 this is unbelievable well i am your host koi box welcome thank you thank you and of course today with me it's sir alex how are you doing sir alex doing all right doing well yeah, I know. It seems like you have changed your opinions of Elden Rings quite a lot for like uh, this no, one week. I have not changed my opinion at all. Um, well, I thought you like. I thought you started as like you know this game is like oh no I enjoyed it but it's like a very hard game but now you'd be like damn this game's good and although it's hard but it's not like it's manageable okay. It's it's sort of not man. It's only manageable if I'm in Discord and I can hear other people. Otherwise, are you just scared of playing no, it by yourself? It, I, yeah, it's really like I don't do well with horror games or horror what? anything. What are you are you calling Elden Ring a horror game? Like yeah, it's not yeah, even close it to is. a horror game. Um, well, it's not like a horror like a strictly horror game but they have like jump scares and like a scary ambience okay are there you know really I mean. jump like, scares it's just, uh it's like creepy yeah and they have jump scares they have like enemies um hidden behind yeah uh, but they're not frames. like there to scare you they're more like it's no it is meant to scare you Otherwise, but they're there to kill you okay not jump uh, scares both, both. um okay, fine, it's fine. there to kill me and i get scared every time i see them unbelievable uh, it, just, it just means that you don't you don't play Souls games enough. Because if you, if you play Dark yeah, Souls or this is Back my Man first, uh, This is my first real Souls game. Yeah, exactly. So, are you, are you, do you think you go back to play Dark Souls after this? Um, I think maybe. Maybe, huh? Interesting. I, I, how I get around the jump scares is I have to like read guides. Or I have to watch guides to know where all the jump scares are. Okay. And Isn't I that just defeat the purpose of playing the game itself? Yeah. If you're watching I mean, a guy, you can you sort of also know in game because people leave messages. So I feel like it's not really okay. But like those much. like those messages are useless. They're trolling you most of the time. No, most of the time they're pretty helpful. Oh, like, really? Um, if there's something, yeah, if there's something to the left, they'll be like, um, "I didn't expect left," or oh, you know, "Beware okay. left." Okay. Something like that. So far, from what my perspective. Which is watching other people playing is that all the messages just trolling people. Uh-huh. Hidden path, hidden path. Um, you you attack, can tell attack. when there's trolling messages. Like it's it's always the classic few, like Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Like, um... You know how yeah. like yeah, you know, you know, there's you also sometimes see the message grass, right? Yeah. You know, those like the, the Japanese players leaving grass. Which is like yeah, and I, I think a lot of people, and myself included, I didn't really think about um, that the messages would get translated. Yeah, cause like, cause like, it, like it's, it's like cross server or something. I don't know. I like yeah. So technically, and you see uh, like they, they give like templates for the messages and a, a list of preset words. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, well, it's just funny. It's just like Fortnite, and then I think there was like a news about how the Japanese player com communities were just thinking. It keeps seeing fort and night, right? Which, if you translate it directly into like Japanese, it's like fort and night. So they were thinking like, oh, maybe at nighttime in some fort, there's like a hidden boss that will spawn or something like that. But it, it's just American. It's just like global players just trolling. Okay, that's that, that's literally it. It's the same same thing for for like the um, global server players seeing grass, right? They're like confused, like why does like a message just say grass? But like grass in Japanese, especially for online, it's like means laughing. It's like ha 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 ha, you know, lamao, you know, stuff like that. So it's like it's it's very funny seeing those messages popping around. Right? Yeah, I mean, I was confused when I first saw, but, but like they also do put them in front of grass, so yeah, which make it it's perfect not, it's sense. Not as strange, <laughs> it's not as strange as Fortnite. True. Because like people put um, you know, like random message like statue, or, or lever, <laughs> lever ahead, you know, stuff like that. So, mm. I I wonder if there's actually like you know other language, there's some other memes about it. 
It's just like not translated well into English. Is it like, you know, Fortnite, grass, stuff like that, right? I think that's possible. Huh? I don't know if there's actually like a different, I don't know, like online words people use other than those two. But that's for, as far as I know, that's the only thing I, you know, I, I found out. You know, other than that, uh, there's like a set rotation of messages. Like the, yeah. there's like a list of um, stereotypical messages that you'll find for, for trollers. <laughs> yeah, of course, of of course. Yeah, but uh, that's not our topic for today, right? Because today I want to talk about how Elden Ring's open world. Mm hmm. Do you you get it? El Elden Ring. Just how is Elden okay. Ring's open okay. world? No, it's just how the Elden Ring's open world change. Well, redefine the open world for gaming genre, in my opinion, at least. Okay. Yeah. So, as you know, you know, F, you know, we talk about this back in uh, like uh, episode eight, episode nine ish, when we talk about the, uh, you know, like back in November's, I think, how we talk about Elden Ring's open world, you know, might might change stuff around. Okay. Some people might not like it because you know, Soul Games, as always, is always being a linear experience with a semi-open worldness. But it's still defined in a in a map. But now Elden Ring is out, and uh, I watched people play it. Okay, and then Alex played it. You 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 played it yourself, and we can we can clearly see that Elden Ring's open world is actually, well, let's say kind of wonderful, amazing. I don't know my my vocab for those kind of stuff. It's kind of limited. <laughs> that's all the words I can think about, but it's great. Okay, that's that's what I'm gonna say. It's great. I mean, you probably think it's great because you haven't, you don't have the stress of like managing all these runes that you could lose. At yeah, any it's moment. fine. You know, that's I talk, okay. And I talked about this last week when I was talking about Elden Ring. Yeah, I feel like for me, I feel like the punishing nature of dying doesn't really match up well with open world because open world is supposed to encourage exploration. I think some of that is taken away um, by how punishing death is sometimes. Yeah, but um, like he... earlier today, I uh, I died somewhere, and it was just like so far away from the site of grace. Uh, I had to go back and fight like tons of enemies just to get back to where I was, like where I died to those two enemies. And I had to fight them again. So I feel like that that one point is like a con for me right. for uh, putting those two genres together. I feel like maybe maybe not. Okay, okay, but you gotta think that you don't you don't always need to respawn at the side of grace, right? There's there's the statues where you can respawn at too, and those are fairly common around the maps. Um, for the most part, they're not like, um, like how do I say? Like you don't like at least when I'm playing, I don't really notice them. I guess I'll say. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes it'll say side of grace or the statue, and I. I I won't be sure which one's closer because, like, maybe I passed by it and I didn't even notice, or I don't know where it is. Mm. So I think okay, I think that the design around like the LEDs for Elden Ring is that the um, if they're like most of the most of the time, the, the enemies on the open worlds are fairly easy for your level. Right, if you are around the same level as the enemy, they're fairly easy. However, whenever there is some sort of a lead or like a mini boss on the map. Or around the area, there's usually a statue there for you to respawn on, so you don't have to run all the way back from, I guess, you know, from from the from the soul, you know, to collect those souls or runes. Like, like I think, I think itself, the design of it, it's it's well-rounded enough to uh, compensate for this kind of, you know, dying. Yeah, they, they've thought about where um, hard enemies or bosses are on the world, so they usually do put like sites of grace nearby. But again, just like exploration in general, I feel like it's sort of, I don't know, sort of like hampered by the punishing. Mm, well, how about like how about if you spend those ruins before you head out for adventure? I just, I just feel like it makes dying feel terrible. Which, okay, I can understand that. Like some games. You know, it's fine if you do that, but I feel like it doesn't really fit well with the open world sort of exploration um, 
because um me personally i just like I, i'm a hoarder you know i i hate dying and losing all those runes and i have to run all the way back or uh so you just spend then instead of pouring then but you can't like for example if i want to level up and i'm like three thousand off i'm not going to spend all of them on items i don't need i'm, I'm just going to hold on to it until i can get enough to level up Right. Uh, I mean, otherwise, then I have to like. Let's say it takes sixteen thousand to to level up. It's obviously going to be easier for me to just wait and get three thousand more than having to farm up to sixteen thousand again from zero. True, but maybe you shouldn't be hoarding those items. Sometimes they're but, meant to be, you know, to, used. To, I mean, to level up. Yeah, but like, what you can do, like, you know, you can collect like a golden runes right around. That's like that. It's what you yeah, need. You can't like, fill like, up those thousand souls. So. At least the area I'm in, like, uh, they're not that common. Like, you have to go out of your way to find them, um, or you have to like do dungeons and go into like the side areas that aren't like just the straight path to the bot. Like, you have to go look at all the uh, other corners of the of a dungeon to find all the stuff. Because yeah, okay. they don't they don't typically put them like out in the open for you. You have to go out of your way to get them. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're and so he, scared of those ruins, it takes losing. a long time to get enough golden ruins to level up. Yeah, like, but but what I think is like, if you're so scared of losing those ruins, right? You can go always go back to like the easier area. You know, take more time if you want to. Uh, you know, to collect that three thousand souls. I mean, no, the ruins. The, the downside of the easy area is the mobs drop way less runes. Like it just. You'd be killing the same things over and over again for like an hour, and you only get a fraction of what you would be getting in a higher level area. Yeah, but like if you just need a couple hundred, a couple of thousands to level up, then that should be fine, well, okay, right? Well, it, sometimes it's not a couple thousand, right? Maybe sometimes I'm like 9,000 off. Oh, that's like a huge chunk or, of it then. Yeah, okay, well, let's say I need 30,000 to level up, and I have 21,000. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go farm low-level enemies for like hours until I get 9,000. This is not, it's not worth my time. Yeah, but like, how about you spend those monies on buying some items and stuff? You know, find a way to spend them. And then you go venture to, to search for stuff. I mean, okay, that's, as I said from the last episode, right? That's so, just yeah, a so mentality like the, issue for you. The whole thing, I mean, the whole thing you're describing is the problem I have with open world and like a punishing death system. I feel like you can have either or. But like uh, the other thing for me about open world and why it doesn't really fit well with souls uh soulsborne games is um like you don't really know where the like sometimes you're under really under leveled for an area and i i think this probably doesn't matter if you're like super experienced uh with soulsborne um games and you're just like really pro at it but like if you're really not it it really sucks like wandering like accidentally wandering into a high level area and you don't know cuz I mean, all the areas are kind of creepy, so uh, how can you tell? The only way you can tell is like if when you go in and get like one shot, um, and then you have to go all the way back there to pick up your rooms and hopefully not die the second time. No, you don't. You don't really have to pick up those rooms, right? Because usually when you're exploring, I'm I'm, no, I'm you sure you're not going to be carrying if I ever a lot of rooms. Twenty-one thousand rooms. I'm definitely going back. I don't okay, care. Okay, okay. If you there, have twenty-one thousand rooms. I don't think you should be like exploring with that much, and, like oh, un unless you really for, don't uh, care about those rooms. Like I'm not near end game. That's why that would matter to me. Like if I was like super end game, um, max level, I like I wouldn't care if I dropped that much. But like let's say I'm really early on in the game. If I drop that, there's no way I'm just gonna let those disappear. And you're saying like don't explore when you have a lot of rooms. That's my problem. Like how can they have an open world game that ex encourages exploration, and then at the same time have Things like, oh, maybe you shouldn't explore if you have a ton of runes. I mean, it's 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 really up to you, right, to decide if you really want to go out and adventure and, and you know have, have a chance to lose all those runes. But other than that, you know, I think common people will still go out because you know finding stuff is more important than just simply level up, right? Because like items in the game weighs heavily in the early games. Then like later in the time, uh, later games, right? So if that's the case, if you find a good item, perhaps it's worth losing a couple levels of runes. That item's probably more useful than the first, I don't know, like that two levels you're gonna get and put into a strength or 
wave and all putting in any stats, right? Yeah, um, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to mentality. But yeah. I, I just, for me personally, I don't prefer. Yeah. I think you're just too scared. Two, okay. But I think also, like, there's no way that I would have probably known unless I tried uh, the genre, the two mm -hmm. genres combined. Because, mm -hmm. like, if you just talk about it, it feels like, you know, it's going to be that bad. But, um, but yeah, when you actually try it, it's, it's yeah, hard. I, yeah, I just can't get past the my fear of uh, dying. Yeah, perhaps you know it's time for you to uh, to be brave. You know, take your next steps. You know, head out. You know, no fear. Fear brings nothing. Okay, Simple easier said than done. Easier oh. said than done. <laughs> I mean, if changing well, what do you want me to do that? Like, honestly, if changing your mentality was as easy as just saying it, then uh, nobody would have any issues uh, at all anymore. Like, you just say, like, oh, I don't want to be scared of this anymore. Then done. Then yeah. You're not scared of it anymore. But, you know, at that's least you have how, to, you know, take steps. That's not how life works. Right? That's not how people work. Absolutely. You know, you should start working on it to change your mentality. I mean, this, isn't, this honestly isn't worth, I don't think, like... I'm not gonna go to therapy just so I can beat Elden Ring. Okay, I mean, okay, your mentality works in like most of the games we play together. Okay, you're just so scared of anything. What can I say, Alex? Perhaps it is time I for think, you to take first step. I think that's why I enjoy uh, base building games more because, like, you start off really scared, but then you sort of like build up a, a massive fortress, and that sort of gives you some. Like, I like games where you can. Uh, have that fear of dying, but also like at the end of the day, go back to like a fortress that you know you don't have a risk of dying. What? Which uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what is that kind of game even exist. Um. What? Well, yeah, like the forest, for example. I enjoyed that game. The forest. Okay. Can you play it by yourself? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> There's, because also because um, like I just wouldn't play that type of game by myself. Uh, I like if um, or or that that goes the same for like uh, any game in the horror genre, and that that is actually a horror game. So, it's the forest really a horror game? It's more like a meme funny, you know. Like you'll never. It's you know it it might be funny for you, but I I really just I can't. Like my my threshold for horror is just too low. Okay, so like, there's all it's ghost, a thing that scare you. Cause uh, you play Phasmo Phasmophobia, no, right? I like the, the house hunting one. I don't own Phasmophobia. Oh, you don't? I thought you played it. I would. I know. I wouldn't get it because it's it's just <laughs> not the type of game I would enjoy. Okay. And, I mean, you can just keep listing horror games, and I just I'll I'll just keep saying. I I'm just, I, I just want to know the level like at which at what point it's like it's a trash hole for for the kind of stuff right and i think like and let me just put it this way like i can't even really uh do horror movies and i feel like games are a step up from that because you're sort of in control of the situation so um there's more consequences actually so i i think i think the horror right? movie it's like if you if you're just scary, watching yeah. a movie you're like not really a part of it it's it's like you're just a, a observer on the side um, but when you're playing a game, you're like actually in the midst of it. So I feel like that's uh, even scarier for me than just movies. I I'm I think the actually most I can more take scared is just the reading. Movie. Like, if you if it's just reading horror uh, novels, that's fine. But even then, like if it's like if I'm just by myself in a dark room reading those, yeah, I'm gonna start get uh, getting like creeped out. Yeah, yeah, that's just me. I don't know. Okay, okay. How how about Left 4 Dead 2 then? Does that scare you? When you play it by yourself? Uh yeah. What? You you scared Left 4 Dead Dead 2 by yourself? I mean you can just keep listing them and I'll just keep saying which games I feel scared of. Okay, I don't I don't know. How about uh The Walking Dead? Well, you know the the uh the Telltale series. You're okay, are you that? actually gonna just keep listing games out? Yeah, now? I want to see how low the bar is. I okay, I don't think this is gonna be really interesting for people listening to it. It's just gonna be you listing games and me saying. <laughs> yeah, I just wanna, you know, 
Okay, you know, it's true. I, that, no, how, just, um, let me ask the last one then. I like, know the Telltales, you know, The Walking Dead. Are you scared of that? You played it, right? Uh, no, I haven't played it. Okay, and I'm, I, you know, exactly. I'm going to stop and there. I'm going to stop there. I haven't there. played it because I feel like it would be too much for me. That's I, exactly why. I, I don't know what to say, Alex. I think, I think you're just too scared of stuff. I, I don't know if I can fix that. Or like anyways, or don't understand. I mean, why does it need to be fixed? It's nothing wrong with me. I don't. Yeah, but like if you don't, um, I don't feel like it's sort of a deficient. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because mm. that's just not what interests me. Like if I told you, like, um, you know, uh, go touch a bunch of live insects. I mean, would you, would you just be like, oh, okay? I can touch silkworm. That's about that's that's about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, same. I just, but that, that's just like how it is for me. Okay, I understand. I, I don't, don't, I don't feel like a loss for it. It's not like, oh, gosh, I wish I could like experience all those hard. I, no, I don't feel that way. Okay, I mean, everyone has a different choice. Let's shift the topic away from, you know, scary Elden Rings to something more lighthearted, I guess. And, uh, switch, switch it away from my uh, open therapy session here. <laughs> It is good. It's good. You know, every week you come, come to me. You know, I try slowly fix your mentality <laughs> issue. No, yeah, it doesn't need fixing. It doesn't need fixing. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to adjust you to um, you know, to understand the hard. Any adjustments? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we heard that the new generation of Pokemon, it's well being announced, and let's just say that the the first three Pokemon. That the three starter, well, let's say it's pretty hilarious just by looking at them at least. Really? It's like you don't you don't like the uh, grass starter, the cat. No, no, the cat. It's like I don't know. You know, I, I, okay. If you if you know anime stuff, and if you look at that cat, there's like a meme going on with that cat. I just say it's uh it was pretty funny memes. If you are you have. If you're into anime stuff. Yeah, I mean, okay, they're saying that it has an anime face, but like Pokemon is technically an anime as well, so. Is it really? You think? I think it's more of a um, video game than anime. It's both. It has a long running series that's been going for like decades and also has a parallel video game franchise. Yeah, but like I think people know more about the. Uh, the games than the uh, the animes, right? At least, I mean, um, if you I don't ask think... any about the Pokemon theme song, I think. I mean, yeah, everyone know, know the first, the original anime, but I don't think people knows very well about the uh, most recent ones, or at least the recent couple ones. I mean, maybe the first three anime. I mean, no. you're saying that you're saying that because, I mean. People our age don't typically watch. It's aimed at kids. True, I guess. But like, if you like Pokemon, you're bound to uh, try to go into, um, you know, go into anything related to Pokemon. Right? So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Hmm. I mean, the show is just, it's made for kids. You don't have to enjoy every aspect of a franchise just because you enjoy one aspect of it. True, I guess. I well, mean, anyway, my... At least... If you think about it, the game series is also aimed at kids, but it's just like people still play it because they've been playing it for a long time and it's sort of like open to all ages. But like it, it's, like it really shows how it's made for kids. Like they, ha they make you go through like this really long tutorial. Um... And then in Sword and Shield, every time your rival fights you, if you use a super effective move, he makes a comment like, oh, I can't believe you mastered uh, type effectiveness or something like that. <laughs> he says this like every single fight for like the first three fights. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, I guess you're right. But like my opinions, right? Like it's that the, uh, the new generations of Pokemon looks... Kind of weird in a way. It's kind of funny. Well, at least I mean, I feel like that's what happened to Pokemon whenever, whenever there's a new generation released. I, you know, you know when and Sun and Moon released, 
They, they were, we were talking about how the, uh, you have the, uh, what is that thing? The, what is the, uh, the water type? You know what I'm talking about? The water type starter? It's the one know. that looked like the, uh, what is it? Uh, got the seal? The seal, yes, yeah, the one that looked like Hot a seal. Uh, everyone's talking about how that one's like funny as heck. Right? And then you yeah, had the yeah, one with I mean, the, uh, it turns into like, I don't know, the evolutions are kind of weird. Like, it turns into, like, a clown for the second one, and then it turns into, like, a ballerina for the third one. Yeah, so, like, so, like, you know, <laughs> what I was trying to say is that, uh, I feel like whenever a new generation of Pokemon got released, right, everyone's just either very, um, have a lot of critic, critic, you know, about it, you know, have a high. Uh, yeah, because you know. I think the the designs are getting crazier each time but yeah, also, and also because they've, they've sort of like been through all the major designs already I, I mean there's only so many animals or objects that you can turn into pokemon yeah exactly and then i feel like it's pokemon like the newer pokemons right the games that's like a less and less new new pokemons added into the games they're pretty much just reusing the old pokemons right at this point i feel like eventually at some point Pokemon's gonna be like ended, you know. You know what I mean, right? Like they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be ran I out think, of all the materials to use. I think they can still do different. Like, I think it would be interesting to see like different types for all the old Pokemon as well. Like if Squirtle was a fire type or grass type, you know, stuff like that. They could they could go into that. Like, oh, there's a new continent where all the types are different because of the environment is different. I mean, no, that's that what they did with, like, a fairy, right, I think? Fairy type? Yeah, but I mean, just, like, the old Pokemon as different types. Hmm. Because then they would open a whole new realm of uh, different new Pokemon. Yeah, uh, they're just going to be reusing assets? Be Are you saying that? Uh, they're already doing it. They're already <laughs> reusing assets, so it doesn't really matter. It like, doesn't matter. Like, uh, what is, like, Mega Evolution... Yeah, but Mega Evolution is actually cool because they actually changed the Pokemon. Gigantamax. Gigantamax is not cool. Z-Moves is not cool either. They're all trash. Yeah, uh, so they're already reusing it to like create some fresh new uh, concepts for Pokemon battles, but I don't know. I wonder how many and accessories... My other gripe with them reusing Pokemon is that for the mainline games, they're locking a lot of old Pokemon behind DLCs. Like, they locked behind a um, bunch of second and third generation Pokemon behind DLCs for Sword and Shield. I mean, that's only for Sword and Shield. Pretty, right. pretty scummy move. I mean, it was yeah, the well, first time they ever released well, really a DLC. I hope they don't start doing this forever. Like, imagine you just can't even catch uh, two-thirds of the Pokemon because you need to buy DLC for them. True, I guess. But, it, as I say, right, it was the first time they're releasing a DLC for Pokemon series. Ever, right? At least for well, mainline think, Pokemon. Well, after they start doing it, and a lot of people bought it, so I feel like they're going to keep doing it from now on. Why wouldn't they? Like, people are going to buy it no matter what. It's a new way and to they, make they money, I they, guess. They learned that the easy way. Like, they can just put out any any quality game and people will still buy it. I don't complain about it, but they'll still buy it. So, end of the day, it doesn't really matter. And they were all just sheeps. At least they, they're not... At least they're not releasing the... Uh, you know... Uh, the ultimate upgrade version of the same games, you know what I mean? Like, like ultimate sapphires or they are ultra songs and stuff. They are doing that though. They have done that. Yeah, but like, is is there one for the sword and shield? I don't think so, right? Not yet. But I wouldn't. I don't, put I don't think they're them. gonna do that they if they're releasing DLC. Ooh, I don't know. What do you mean? You don't know? Like, like how else are they gonna add more stuff? Because, like. The I ultimate think, okay. upgrades pretty much just well, the DLC. For ultimate okay. upgrades, I think that's a different story because even after the ultimate upgrades, they usually just put like a legendary Pokemon in there. But yeah, you but can still catch all the Pokemon in the base game. You don't have to buy the ultimate edition. Yeah, but like, but getting in the ultimate version is pretty much way better than getting the you know the old version, and because you get like extra legendary Pokemon and sometimes. Like, uh, some extra Pokemons in there as well, right? But, like, isn't that just, like, the same thing as releasing a DLC for Pokemon? I don't mm -hmm. think they will ever the release... Like, DLC is that they're sort of releasing a game that they're... 
being like, um, we know this isn't a complete game, but that's fine. We're going to charge you a full game's price for it, and we're going to make you pay to unlock the rest of the game. That's how I see it. For Ultimate Edition, I kind of just see it like, oh, we made some, we made some changes. It's sort of better now. You get it if you want. That's that's how I've always seen it, at least. So I feel like those are two separate things. Yeah, but like, if you're a um, diehard Pokemon like, fan, there, right? There are ways to do DLCs well. Like, if you put a ton of uh, content behind it. But I feel like, I don't know, the Pokemon DLCs just rubbed me the wrong way. It, I think it's because it was the first time ever they released a DLC yeah, for I mean, Pokemon. Maybe Maybe I'm just too spoiled by the previous games where they just gave you all the Pokemon. Or, like, all the Pokemon were catchable. Yeah, um, I guess. I mean, you gotta bad. understand, right? It's, 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 in a new, it's new generation Pokemon on new console. So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's keep... new generation. Looks the same, pretty much the same as the previous generations. Probably worse, because <laughs> uh, it's on a higher resolution screen, so you can really see just how pixelated everything is. Um, and then even then, like, I just can't believe Breath of the Wild is running on the same console as Sword and Shield. <laughs> like, Sword and Shield looks like, uh, I don't know, looks like... Um, uh, looks like it's, 3DS Arrow games, okay? It's a mess compared to... And there's, like, it's quote-unquote open world. They have, like, open areas. But in those areas, you get so many frame dips just all over the place. They can't even optimize like the most basic. It's it's just like an open area with a bunch of trees. It's just flat lands with a bunch of trees and Pokemon. I feel like I can do that in a Unity engine and, preset. And that dips down to like, well, I, I think they're like using, they must be using some sort of legacy code in there somehow. And, uh, you know, they, um, they even reuse their 3DS models. They yeah. said they created new models, but uh, they didn't. Yeah, that was the whole controversy. Like, I don't even know if they even touched up the models at all. They they could have just like put the models in exactly the same and just changed the lighting a little bit. Was, so it looks that, more like what they did with uh, Pokemon Arceus. Jagged. Now Pokemon yeah, Arceus uh, is like reusing those assets, right? But, uh, yeah, like a better just... lightings and stuff. And so it's um, it's the one. What is one? The uh. Uh, Pokemon Diamond, like the the the, the new Diamond one, Sapphire Diamond. Um, Is yeah, that the one? That, but that was a that was a yeah, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. But that was um a different engine, I think. Yeah, but it's or, the same know, Pokemon it's model. Same it's yeah, but the overworld uh, is like more. Yeah, but do you really like the chippy style? So style. You know? um, I don't think it looks that good. Exactly. Exactly, that's why uh, I didn't get because, it. because, like, it's just... I don't know, I think it's the lighting. The the characters in the game look like toys. Perhaps that's what like, they want to They're too shiny, you know? <laughs> like, their hands... Their head is already disproportionate. But then you add, like, that weird shine to everything, and it just looks like it's a bunch of plastic. Pearl. So, Pearl. I don't know. But I still prefer it to the whatever Sword and Shield was, because, I don't know. I mean, you gotta understand, right, that Sword and Shield is the first time they're releasing the games, I mean, Pokemon's games, yeah, and on I, Switch. I think, okay, good good on them for trying something different, and also good on them for trying something different with Pokemon Legends Arceus, but they, I don't know. I don't want to like missing them, because points. I don't know how the process goes on behind the scenes. But, like, when I see other studios like how can doom eternal be running on the system and then i just look at pokemon and it's like this is kind of disappointing mm, you know the old saying right you should always compare pokemon games with another pokemon games rather than compare it with other games in the market because you know you should uh you should know that game freaks can make other can make it games that's better than that so. They and they've tried, like they've tried other games as well. They um, Game Freak made a Little Town Hero a couple of years ago. Never heard. Nobody's of it. ever heard of it because <laughs> yeah, exactly because it didn't do that well. It was kind of bad, and the game system was kind of not very well thought out. Like the battle system was uh, apparently it's just uh, rock paper scissors. 
Well, like Pokemon battles. No, like literal rock, paper, Wait, scissors literal each round. rock, paper, scissors. So, um, I think that's why I didn't do well. Also, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping it would do well because that way they would sort of branch out from just Pokemon. Yeah, but that's no, Game Freak. What do you expect? We should have a low expectation from them. So you will uh, never be disappointed. If you have yeah, low expectation, no. you can always be. The only thing you can do is the only, you can and, only um, get surprised. You'll never be like, disappointed. They've had, they've had other companies work on Pokemon games before. The Pokemon company has worked with other companies. I think Pokemon Coliseum. That was that made by Game Freak. I I don't know. The only um, one that I I think that's the really good is the uh the Pokemon tournament one, the Tekken one. Pokemon. That one that oh, that game's uh, fun. Pokemon Coliseum was made by a different company. It's called Genius Sonority. Yeah, I mean, so I think you know maybe Pokemon Company branch out a little bit to see what other companies are doing. I don't think they they want to let's say like, you know, let the Pokemon IP let other company develop the Pokemon I they IP. Do, they have Pokemon Snap. That's not made by Game Freak. Yeah, but Pokemon uh, Snap is actually one. didn't sell that well. Let's let's be honest. Uh, it didn't sell well because it's not like a Pokemon game. It's like a different genre of game with a Pokemon skin on it. Yeah, but like the original um, Pokemon Snap was very popular. You know that, right? Yeah, I think nowadays it just doesn't stand out as much. Uh, perhaps it's time those, for the, them the to change the like formula. Super, they were like super good for the time, so a lot of people were, you know, pretty surprised and amazed yeah. at it. That's why it. That's one of the reasons why I think it's so well. And the other point about um, game uh, Pokemon Company not wanting to branch out, they do. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't have all these random mobile games all over the place. Uh, they worked with DNA, the Japanese company, uh, to make. Pokemon Masters or whatever. They're working I know with what he's talking Niantic. about. They're working with Niantic for Pokemon Go. They have a game with Tencent, that MOBA, Pokemon Unite. <laughs> so, I mean, they're not opposed to working with other companies. I think uh, it's just for the mainline games, but maybe they should. Um, maybe they it should. It doesn't have to be a mainline. It could just be like a spinoff, um, but like try a different company maybe. True, but let's be honest. Those mobile games that they are branching out to are not that good. Let's just face it. Um, yeah. I think Pokemon Go and Pokemon Unite are doing a lot better than Pokemon Master or whatever it's Pokemon Trainer Master. Pokemon Trainer. Masters, the Gacha game. Yeah, that I I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Okay, like I play all three of them, and let's just be honest. They're like, they're like those typical gacha or loot box or you know, like that, like um, ways to make money. Okay, this is ways to make money. I think it's actually different. I think Unite is sort of like a gateway into MOBAs because uh, there's only two lanes, first of all, and there's no towers either. Uh, like nothing damages you. You just go into these goal zones and. Uh, score points in there. Uh, you you get points by killing stuff or killing enemies. Then you just score them. That's how you defeat those uh, goalposts. Yeah, but like, oh, there's a cash shop in there. And yeah, you know I mean, you know what skins, my point is, right? Uh, you get skins. Well, they have to monetize it somehow. And the easiest way to monetize uh, mobas is to have people pay for uh, new characters and skins. And I think that's how they make most of their money. Yeah, they're making a lot well, of money. That is how they make most of their money. <laughs> they don't have any other monetization models inside. Uh, well, that and Battle Pass. Trying Pokemon IPs too much. To say. Not, okay. Perhaps it's time really. for them to branch uh, out. The only, the only one I didn't really enjoy um, was Pokemon Masters. Like, I just... It felt it's, so... It felt, like, boring. And also... In game, some of the artwork seemed like stretched out, like they were stretched too tall, almost like they got assets from Pokemon, and they just like they're like, oh, how can we resize this to fit? Oh, I know, let's just drag this up, stretch the <laughs> image a little bit. 
that's that's how it seems to me. It seems kind of like low effort, um, and they have all these um, characters from different series, different TV series and game series, and they're just like in different art styles for their splash art. It just looks weird to me. Well, it is a gacha game after all, so maybe people yeah, like, do like the character and people collecting it. Yeah, you know. it seems kind of like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I didn't feel hooked. When I started it, it just sort of made me lose interest within like the first ten minutes. Yeah, after same. the first two fights, I was just like, ah, "This is kind of boring." Yeah, yeah. Perhaps, uh, perhaps that one. Hopefully, that won't happen to the new gen's Pokemon's. Let's move on to the next topics because uh, we are kind of running time short on the time, and I want to go well, through this on. topic. Let me just say one more thing about Pokemon Go. I think that one's also pretty well done. Um, even though it's mostly died in the U.S., I think it's still uh, pretty popular. I think it's pretty in Asia. still alive in Asia, in Europe, and uh, in Japan. Yeah. A lot of places where people walk around a lot. Yeah, uh, can't really do it on the U.S. because everyone's time you have to drive. Yeah, exactly. And we <laughs> talked about this like, two podcasts ago, but like sidewalks are not designed for people. They're just there as like a side, as like an afterthought after they build all the roads for cars. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to move on. To this topic that you suggested to me, which is the Amazon Luna. Okay, so Amazon Luna is this cloud gaming platform that Amazon Studios has developed for Prime members, but you can also pay sub different price to uh, the game access to uh, a bunch of different games inside this cloud platform. And as you say, Alex. If you don't, if you didn't even tell me about it, I I completely forgot about this. Even though I I, I heard of it at the beginning of the weeks, right? Because it was a pretty big announcement, and everyone was talking about it for like a I don't know for like a whole day, and after that, everyone just stopped talking about it. But I do want to uh you know go over it. You know, it is a pretty big news since it was from Amazon, and it was a cloud streaming platform, and we know cloud how cloud streaming platforms has been work. For example, Sadius, which was like a main topic on our podcast back in, I don't know, 10 episodes ago. I think we developed like two or three episodes just on it itself. I think we kept talking about it, but, uh, but we talked about it again because one of our episodes we were talking about like... Because the Stadia uh, got shut Google down, recently, remember? Yeah, they didn't get shut down. They, they were just like sort of downsizing everything about it and turning it into like a business platform for yeah, companies so pretty, instead of yeah it's pretty much shut down okay i think that was like a three episodes ago i'm talking about a facebook yeah, thing yeah a Google something, thing. something like that yeah. yeah so if you want to check that out you can you know go go back and look at it <laughs> but like we want to talk about luna which is hopefully a better version of stadiates but i think already it is because you don't have to pay separately for the games um luna's all you have to do is just pay subscriptions. And uh, for those of you who, who don't know how Stadia works, is that first you have to buy the thing, which is the controllers. Right? You don't really need to, but it's best with the controller. Then you need to play a subscription just to use the cloud service. Then you have to pay money for the games on that su- subscriptions. So yeah, pretty much like was... you're buying a platform <laughs> that... You had to pay subscription too, was, and then you had to pay for the games. Like, like that, that sort of model. Just I, I when I, I think of that, the first thing I think of is like when uh, Valve released Artifact, and Artifact costed money, and then they also made you pay real money to uh, play Arena mode. It was funny. That that's just like I, that. Just when when companies do stuff like this, it just makes me wonder. Like it went through. All these chains of people, and nobody thought to that to bring up any sort of I don't know resentment, um, yeah, or, or sort of like points against yeah. it. Like, like everyone just okayed it. Like they looked it over. And they were like, "Yeah, this seems this seems reasonable. We think a ton of people will definitely be interested in this sort of pricing model. Pay a ton of money just to uh, you know get us rich." I think all they were that's, thinking about was just monies. And all the monies they were bringing in. They didn't think what, about what other people think. That's just what I'm confused about. And like, um, technically, 
right? Uh, they don't have any competition. When Stadia first launched, they didn't really have that many competitors. I don't think they had any competitors. Um, they were talking about commercial products. Commercially actually, available. there is a competitors, but it's actually free, which is the um, the Nvidia Shadow Plate. Well, okay, but that's not uh, an actual competitor, right? Because you need to have Nvidia in your computer to do it. Everyone For, has uh, Nvidia on the computer, pretty much. Not true. Uh, like, let's say you're trying to play games on your, you know, shitty integrated uh, graphics laptop. You just have, you're out of luck. Um, Actually, I don't think you need Google to have Nvidia sort of... on it to use it. Because I remember you can always, it's, it's the same thing as a cloud no, streaming platform. I'm pretty sure you needed to have it. And what it let you do was like the games that you own, you'd be able to stream them. Yeah. Um... Yes, but I, I, so the other thing is like uh, Stadia was targeting every single device out there. Like they were saying, you could do it on your phone, you don't do it on your smart TV, uh, whatever. But what they failed to think about was like how high are they putting the requirements for their product? And I think that's the key difference between that and Amazon Luna is that uh, Luna is a lot lower threshold for. Uh, getting into it and then like once people are familiar with your platform they'll be more likely to you know get extra stuff on there yeah because subscribe to more channels yeah because yeah, uh it's simple to get in because all you need is it's if you have prime then you can use luna to play games on your primes like prime games i i'm pretty sure like 50 percent of uh, americans use amazon right and then from that 50%, let's just say like a bunch of them must be a prime subscriber. Right? It's like, it's like a family thing. You can sh family share that thing. And all you need is just that prime memberships. And then you can play prime games on Amazon Luna. So that, that itself is like a super low barrier of entrance. Pretty much like everyone who can access it can use it. Uh, so that was like a big plus, I think. But... The only problem for me is that there aren't a lot of games on Amazon Lunas. At least that interests me, right? So if you go see the titles, I think there was like nine games that launched Amazon Luna. And from the nine games, let's just say like some of them are like very tiny games that I never heard of before. That's not true. Well, um, if you're talking about nine games, I don't know. What are you referring to? The, um, if you... Okay, so if you go to the Amazon Luna page, right? It, it just it sh it shows with... Actually, uh, uh, wait, does it say... Oh, this is the Prime games. The Prime, the Prime games I'm talking about. But if you have Prime, when you first go in, they only show you the games that you have access to. But there's like other channels that you can also subscribe to, um, and I think the price reflects the uh, the content inside. Uh, I think they have a channel just for Jackbox games, like all yeah, of them. Yeah, the Jackbox Party channel. I know that. Too. And that's that's like what three dollars a month or something, two dollars yep. a month. Yep, it's uh quite cheap. Yeah, so I think it reflects uh, the amount of games in there. So that's the. Pro, I guess for me, but I think eventually it will get too, like too cluttered. Like they can't just keep adding more and more channels, right? Because eventually people are gonna be playing, like paying hundreds of dollars a month uh, if they're subscribed to like twenty or fifty channels. So they they have to think about what's gonna happen um, with that sooner or later. It is true. I mean, yes. they have a they have a channel for. Um, what is that, like Ubisoft or something? Yeah, Ubisoft. Ubisoft channel. So, yeah, so, okay, let's say, what if, um, I don't know, what if, uh, can't think of, uh, I can't think of a company right now. I keep wanting to say Activision Blizzard, but I just want to go one podcast without talking about them. <laughs> okay, what, uh, about, what if, like, what if Bethesda wants their own channel, right? And then let's say, you know, some other company wants their own channel and then so on and so forth. Um, EA wants their own channel and then in the end it's like super fragmented and then people want to play like one or two games from each of the channels but they have to subscribe to three different ones 
or four or five, you know, and it just gets way too expensive. Ubisoft right now is already like $18 a month. Yeah. The most expensive that's, one on the list. That's actually. like, that's like $6 more than your monthly prime subscription or $4 more. I think they raised the price recently. So yeah. like, what, who in their right mind is paying? Like, I think that's another problem with Ubisoft is, I, I don't know. They're, too they're too, they're too greedy sometimes. All the time, actually. I don't even want to say sometimes. All the time. Uh, they, they no longer put games on Steam because Steam takes 30% and they want 100%. You know, so they only launch on their own launcher now. They also... Um, and then they, then they bring it over like five years later when it's completely out of date. Uh, still <laughs> with uh, tons of DRM and still at $60 and they expect people to buy it. Yeah. Do you know the... Um, they are, they're also the first company gaming company so to adopt the um nfts yeah they're, and they're crazy for doing that yeah they're saying like it's gonna liberate gamers they can just like sell their <laughs> old stuff like it's gotta be out of your mind yeah it's ubisoft what do you expect but and the, and the other thing is like they get a cut of every transaction so every time you resell their nfts they're getting a cut of it it's free so money it's just like infinite money for them exactly <laughs> but they want to do so, it um I mean, I, I totally expected them to because, uh, you know, anything that can give them more money, they're just going to jump in. It's true. And I think they were like wondering a little bit ago, like, how come nobody's acquired them yet? Because I think they're expecting Microsoft or Sony to buy them, but I don't know. Who like, wants like to get that bad PR buying that company? Well, I mean, honestly, I expected Microsoft to maybe. I didn't expect them to touch Activision Blizzard while they were going through all this like negative press. I mean, you know, That's sort of because the negative press where we talk about is that, you know, the, the, the stock price goes down. That means, you you know, they can buy the company for cheap, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that it, it makes sense in terms of, like, all things considered. But uh, I just wasn't sure if Microsoft would be willing to take that hit to their... Yeah, but, like, and but I don't know. work well, right? Because everyone seek this purchase as Microsoft saving Activision from this hell I don't hole. even know how they've been able to get out of it relatively unscathed because they're giving Bobby Kotick like pretty generous package for this deal and he's probably gonna like just like retire gracefully with I mean, a, he with can a already of, retire gracefully with that money with a bunch of benefits and uh, other packages it just feels sort of unfair like they should be getting some it is the uh, rich people getting rich Richard's game I mean it's been here for years and never go away Nothing can do about it. That's my saying, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, but I was go. just surprised that Microsoft wasn't taking any blame for that. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I mean... Even though I feel like it's kind of wrong, in a sense. Like, they're helping someone who covered up a ton of abuse inside the company. And they're just going to give him a cushy retirement package. A couple hundred million dollars? Say goodbye to the world and be rich forever. Nothing can do about it. But like, actually, there's one thing I want to talk about cloud streaming in general, right? I don't understand why that NVIDIA Shadow Play got pretty much shut down. Yeah, you know, you know how the Fiesta went too, right? Oh, I, I mean, I can explore. I mean, I think in beta at the time, it was in beta for like a long time. And then uh, the games on there were just free to stream. Yeah, but then because I, I those games actually it. got... Oh, like, the people actually own those games themselves. Yeah. And then after they launched it, like, as a paid service, uh, that's, the, that's the difference. Like, when it was in beta, it was free for all NVIDIA owners. Um, but then once they released the paid version, then companies started saying, like, uh, we don't want you, like, charging for our games. Like, we're taking our stuff off unless you give us a cut of the, you know, of the money you're making. Yeah, but... And then the people thing. started pulling their games. And then as more people pulled their games off, other companies started doing that as well. And that sort of led to like a downhill Yeah, but like, here's the point, right? Like, I understand they charged the customer the money because it was their technology for streaming those using their servers, right? What I don't understand is why should NVIDIA pay the company, like the gaming company who made those games? Even though it's the customer they already pay for the game, 
on another platform. Essentially, all they did is they just providing an infrastructure to play the games, which the customer themselves own. Right? Do you understand that? You see my point there? I think the thing was technically they were hosting the games on their servers. So the difference would be you're, you're, you have the game on your computer and then you're streaming it to another device that you own. Mm -hmm. But what NVIDIA was doing is that they had the game on their servers and they were streaming it to a device that you own. So that's why gaming okay, companies I see wanted to yeah. cut a bit. Yeah, I see it. So technically they were just pretty much pirating the games on their server. Even though technically you own it, but they don't own it, so yeah, they're just I still running yeah, it. In a sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see your point there. That makes total sense. I see, the, I see their point now. I mean, oh, I think I the service itself is perfect. I think that's how cloud gaming should work, in my opinion, right? All you have to do is just pay the, for the infrastructures and then buy the games yourself in anywhere, for anywhere, like even on PlayStation or Xbox. Then you can just like, ah, you know, I pay for this infrastructure. My computer can't really run this kind of games, but I already pay for it. So I'm going to stream it on a better PC, right? The infrastructure so I can play it myself. I, in my opinion, I think that's the correct way to do a cloud gaming. And that's what the cloud gaming community, or at least the technology itself, should head to. But, you know, this, uh, unfortunately, this is what we ended up with so it's unfortunate but no that's that's up that's my dream right hopefully one day people will see like oh this is the correct way and you know well you know if when companies um and they they put a ton of money into researching and developing streaming technologies so obviously they want to make a ton of money back after they start releasing it as a product yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. Like they, they think the market is like massive for game streaming when in reality it's kind of niche still. Yeah. Like it's a growing market, but they're not going to release it and suddenly get like millions of customers. Like all things, it takes time for it to be, get good, to get, you know, reach the point where uh, everyone will be using it. But, you know, hopefully that day will come anytime soon. Hopefully the markets would, you know, make some change, and hopefully we'll see a better streaming service instead of uh, what we have right now, which is limited selections with, you know, limited stuff and a lot of monies that you have to pay just to use them. Hopefully it gets better, right? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, as there's more competition, I think. There's going to be better products. It is a free market. Free market creates innovation. Innovations create great technologies. Speaking great of free market, speaking of free market, uh, all the Funimation titles are being moved over to Crunchyroll. <laughs> this week. So if you have a Funimation account, you can just go ahead and cancel it. You know, let's just um, say that I do not like Crunchyroll's a, design. They released the FAQ about the whole process, but they're like discontinuing Funimation from now on or something. That. I want to use Crunchyroll from now on. Crunchyroll's GUI uh, is not good. Pretty, That's all I can say. A big blow to the anime industry in the U.S. Streaming industry. In the it US. is. Everything's consolidating. What can we say? What can we say? So, Nothing. Uh, Nothing. Uh, well, luckily, they still have to compete as a streaming service. So they still have to compete against like Netflix and... Uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime for anime. That's funny. And a bunch of other ones like, I don't know, CBS something, CBS All Access, Paramount uh, Plus, NBC Peacock. Peacock um, what other? HBO nonsense? Max? <laughs> yeah. Apple HBO TV? Max, Apple TV. What else is there? <laughs> I don't know. There's too many of that, okay? It's way too many. Our yeah, customers are not many. going to subscribe to three or four of them. Yeah. So, but. You know, it is what it is. My old saying, it's always what it is. Anyway, that it's it for this week. I think that's kind of like, I don't know. I ended it on a contradictory note. On one hand, I said that it was a bad thing that Crunchyroll and Funimation were merging. And then I said that it was a bad thing that there were too many streaming services. <laughs> I don't know what to think. Yeah. Think for yourselves. Sure. Don't listen to me. Yeah, exactly. You should always think for yourself. But uh, the time's now, and uh, 
it's unfortunate that we had to say goodbye. But we shall see each other next week. And with Alex as the host. Hopefully uh, he won't be contradicting himself again. I contradict myself every week. So, it is true. Uh, if you go back and listen, I actually say the opposite thing every other week. <laughs> Perhaps that's, that's a good thing. It just shows your personalities. <laughs> anyway, it was fun talking to you. And um, that's it. We shall see each other next week. Bye-bye.